we are now on Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform where you can support your favorite creatives with a monthly pledge that you can change or delete anytime. Our Patreon page will work as a tip jar with one tier that is two euros a month or more if you wish. The money will go towards paying for our podcast hosting fees. In the future, we hope to also create exclusive content for you on Patreon. So, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon. And now to today's episode. Hi friends, my name is Sasha. And I'm Mia. And this is the Drawing Club Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome! <laughs> so, most of you already know, but we are a drawing podcast, so feel free to draw with us, and we are going to be drawing here too, and every week we're sitting down, drawing and talking, and actually, from our Instagram posts, we noticed that, or like from our Instagram mentions, we noticed that a lot of you are not only drawing, but also doing a lot of other fun creative stuff, like somebody was beading and maybe crocheting or like yeah, I don't know doing cool all these things. other cool things <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so, so nice that we get to keep you company while you do your handicrafts or art and whatever creative things <laughs> yes so please draw with us or crochet with us or I don't know do whatever is your creative outlet uh, and show us on social media. It's so nice to see all the creations it's that so our nice. listeners make. <laughs> yes. But what about you, Mia? What are you drawing today? Well, I have my watercolor set uh, in front of me. And uh, there's this cute girl with <laughs> hair covering most of the, <laughs> most of the uh, illustration. So there's going to be a lot of ginger hair. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> What about you? What are you drawing today? Uh, well, I sketched this pattern uh, with these flowers. I was just like scrolling through Instagram to like look at some, I don't know, to find some inspiration or some ideas. And there was some picture with flowers. So I was like, oh, I could like do flowers. Because now like there are so many flowers outside. So I actually see flowers all the time and I... I'm so happy to mm. see them. And also I just planted flowers on my balcony. So mm. I was like, oh, this is perfect. I like <laughs> flowers have been making me so happy lately. Same. So yeah, I'm, I just, <laughs> yeah, but I don't like usually draw flowers. But yeah, I tried to make this pattern with these kind of blob, uh, like these really weird abstracty shape flowers and these really wobbly leaves. That sounds really around cute. Around them. So yeah. Yes, and I'm coloring them with Copic markers. Oh, nice markers. So you found your art art supply stash finally? <laughs> yes, actually just today, like in the in the morning before we uh got to working on the podcast, I I was like arranging some things and I finally unpacked my art supplies and I started arranging them. I still need to put like a shelf above my desk to house them all, but at least I like open them and put them in those little jars and yeah. yeah. You can draw with more than uh, colored pencils. <laughs> yes. Although, exactly. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> kind of fun to have that challenge to like when you drew with just the blue and red. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you <laughs> want to share? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can say. Yeah. Also like we're still like doing this on video call because we're distancing, so sometimes like it gets laggy and we start talking on top of each other, so yes. <laughs> bear with us. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we usually start our episodes with like this segment uh that is one thing each of us wants to share with the club today. So yes. Mia, what do you want to share with the club today? Yeah, uh, I want to share that I saw some friends of mine, IRL, pretty, yeah, like for the first time in three months <laughs> last week, which was super nice because, yes, like you said, uh, we're isolating and have been isolating for a long time. And I did saw you, uh, I did see you briefly on, <laughs> on our yard, which was like the first time I met <laughs> anyone, which was like super nice. But uh, last week, uh, me and a couple of friends who live like close by went on a picnic and it was so nice to see people in real, <laughs> in real life and like spend time in the same space. And like we obviously took all the precautions. We had a lot of hand sanitizer ready and we had our, all our own snacks and drinks and stuff. But yeah, it was really nice to sit outside and enjoy the summer weather and catch up uh, with friends. So that was definitely one highlight of my week. <laughs> what about yeah, you? I've, um, well, yeah, I just wanted to add that I also like started seeing some friends here and there. And yeah, it's been so nice to finally like see yeah. some people. <laughs> but yes. yeah, I well, my story is a bit of a personal learning experience and also a continuation of my <laughs> little Sasha is moving <laughs> apartments uh, <laughs> series on, <laughs> on this podcast. It's like a whole separate segment, I think, already. Yeah, I feel like it's been like going on for most of this season. <laughs> I think, <laughs> you true, know, people true. are interested to hear where you're going with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyways uh we are like very close to being finished with like arranging our apartment it already looks like a proper apartment just with like a little bit of box like smaller kind of boxes on the floor but mostly it's ready but there are like small things that i keep adding like you know like decor stuff like we're getting curtains and some rugs because this apartment is bigger so there were like things we didn't have or then like our windows were different there so we need new curtains anyways and i'm like i'm really trying my best to buy everything secondhand and i've been actually like i'm really proud of myself for being like pretty good at it i did buy a couple things new but like the majority of stuff like of new to me stuff for this apartment I found on Facebook marketplace and yeah yesterday I, I it yeah one of the things I'm like struggling the most with is finding curtains it's really hard to find nice curtains like in general even new like I don't know I'm just like not liking most of the curtains but yesterday someone posted these used marimekko curtains and they had this pattern you know this classic marimekko unico pattern the poppy mm. flowers like these huge blobby flowers and it was like this black and white huge 
blob flowers. So it was it was really pretty and I was like, oh, these would go like perfectly in our living room because we already have this black and white um, theme here. Like some of the patterns are like black and white and I thought like they would go perfectly. Yeah, but and then I even messaged the person to like ask if they were still available. But then my partner came back home and I showed it to like showed him the picture. I was like, "What do you think of these curtains?" But yeah, he was like, "I actually hate this pattern." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like, because I spent so long, um, like looking for it. Yeah, it was like so hard to find nice curtains, and I was like, "Finally, I found something that I like." And then he kind of crushed it. And at first, I was like. <laughs> why like <laughs> and uh, and I tried to like convince him to like that these are pretty I was showing him all these inspire inspiration pictures with all these like really pretty rooms that have this kind of curtains and he was like no still no and, and then I was like maybe I should like buy them and put them up and then you'll see that they look really pretty <laughs> and like if even eventually he was like whatever you can just buy them if if like if you want them that much but then I kind of felt that like he actually like you know I kind of pushed him into that and that wasn't unfair so I was like yeah are you sure like you're okay with them or are you just saying that so that I leave you alone and yeah and then and then he yeah he said like no I actually don't like them but like if you really really want them it, it's okay I'm just I'm just not gonna like that part of our apartment and then of course like I was like yeah I don't want him to not like a part of our apartment yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then he explained that actually like his thing with Marimekko is like it's this, you know, it's this expensive Finnish design uh, thing, like this whole Marimekko thing. So it's a little bit like elitist and a little bit like this, you know, this Finnish middle class symbol, mm. <laughs> especially like this pattern because it's like this classic yeah, it's Marimekko. been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, like he feels like he didn't feel comfortable having that in his apartment because I don't know. It has like because we like we are immigrants, so of course we do have a lot, some some like personal things with like also you know, not having access to things that, like, Finnish people have access to. So mm-hmm. I guess it, like, th- this kind of, like, this, you know, true Finnish design thing would kind of maybe make him feel uncomfortable and kind of trigger those um Yeah, it's, like, symbolizes <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, so and I was like, okay, well, I, I, I get, yeah, I totally understand that. And, I mean, I do see Marimekko that way also, but I also like the, the like, I like visually a lot of their patterns, so mm. for me, at least, like buying it used, uh, like is fine. I like if I like this design, I wanted it my in my room. Like I don't want to maybe give money to or like I I just don't want to buy anything new anyway. So mm. but if we buy it used, like it's fine. But yeah, I guess for him it would symbolize that. So I was like, yeah, of course. I mean, if especially when it's this deep, like I I don't want it, mm. <laughs> and not, now I don't want it in our apartment either. <laughs> Yeah, but it was really interesting for me to also like because uh, I am like way more interested in like um, decorating an apartment than he is. Like he really enjoys when it's pretty, but he wouldn't put like that much effort that than I would. It's like I I I really enjoy it. So, of course, like, I've been making a lot of decisions. But then when he says he doesn't like something that I picked, then I'm like often kind of. I don't always expect him to care that much, 
maybe mm. and yeah it's it's like i get a lot of like learning experience also from these kind of conversations even though it's like it's just curtains but also yeah. I'm like, <laughs> well i'm not the only person living here like we need to find even even though like since i took this task of decorating it then of course i do have more say in some things but like still doesn't mean that i get 100 percent of say in everything yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah, here's <laughs> here's a little piece of uh, <laughs> my new apartment news. Yes. <laughs> We're but still you, hunting for curtains. Found, yeah, have you found any curtains for your living room then? <laughs> or not yet? Not yet, no. It, okay. it was only yesterday, that whole oh, thing. I see. But yeah, oh. I like, I search for curtains every day on those like used oh. stuff websites, so... Yeah, hopefully one well, day. Good I'll luck. Good <laughs> luck with the curtain hunting. Aww. Thank you. Yeah. Whew. Okay, so should we move on to our introducing our topic for this episode? Yes. Yes. So today we're going to be talking about selling your art online. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess we're gonna we're gonna share like our own experience with it, and maybe uh, maybe offer some helpful. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we had advice, or maybe not. I mean, I'm sure we found like things that work, but also things that haven't worked for us. And I think like a lot of different things can work for different people, but maybe some of this is applicable as well. <laughs> yes, and wow, actually, like, the... <laughs> a long way of saying like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and actually, this topic has been suggested by one of our listeners. Uh, their yes. Instagram handle is Leanne Markle. But also, we have had this topic on our list for a while, and even we tried <laughs> recording it once. We actually recorded a whole episode in in like season one about selling online. Yeah, but then Back we in were January. very yeah, but then yeah, we didn't. <laughs> We didn't really like how it turned out, so we decided to not post it. So this is our like take two. And yeah, we're gonna like we're gonna try to um like the angle would be like we will be talking from our personal experience. So hopefully some of you can learn from our personal experience, but also like yeah, we're not mm -hmm. professional business advice people. <laughs> So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> far from it. So yeah, I think like what maybe what we didn't enjoy from the previous episode is is that we tried to like present it as advice, but then it didn't feel very like yeah, you know, honest because we are not very comfortable with like um, I don't know positioning ourselves as like advice people because we are yeah. both still learning. Yeah, but we can share our experience and what we've learned and. Just kind of like for those of you who are just starting or are thinking of starting your online shop, you could like have some ideas of what to consider and what to think about. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yes. So should we start with sharing our own experiences? Sasha, do you want to? Yes. How did you get started in online selling? <laughs> selling your art online <laughs> yeah well i actually started like for me it was super gradual i started like very long ago 
when I just learned that Etsy exists. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I was, like, very into a lot of, like, DIY blogs and, like, crafting and stuff. I wasn't even, like, illustrating at that time. I was just mm-hmm. studying and just, like, I-, I was knitting and maybe, like, doing some... I don't know, just crafting a lot of different things. And then I learned about Etsy because I was following a lot of, like, crafty blogs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, you can actually just open your own shop and sell whatever. So, yeah, I just opened my own shop and just put, like, whatever I was making, I put it there. I had some random, like, crochet baskets or, like, phone cases or just, like, some stuff that, like, now I would be pretty embarrassed to <laughs> to even show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I'm, I think it was, like, so fascinating that you can actually, like, just sell. Like, it was, like, my hobby to craft things. But then mm. it was like, you can actually like sell your thing. Like people can just find your stuff and like buy it if they want it. So yeah, yeah that was really cool. And and some people even like bought some stuff from me. So it wasn't that ugly, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> when was this around? Like what time? Because it must have been pretty like a, lo- a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I think it was maybe like 10 years ago. Wow. So you've been at it early. Yeah, because I think I was still in the, like, in the university, and I graduated mm. in, tw- in like, 2013, mm. so it was maybe, like, between 8 and 10 years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then I think, I, I don't even know, like, how quickly I got to, like, like it was very gradually I kind of started I started learning more about selling on Etsy and selling online and like having like a creative business so little by little I was kind of like thinking more about the products I present how like you know if if you want to make money by selling online you actually like you know, don't just put a lot of random things in your shop, but you actually, like, design your shop, you think about your designs, you think about, like, what people buy, but it was, like, very gradual, so I think little by little, like, I moved, well, from crochet and stuff like that to paper things, I was, I started bookbinding, because in my uh, university, I was also working at a printing lab, and I got, like, really interested in paper stuff, because... We were we were getting rid of a lot of paper. Like there's like so much paper that goes to waste because like you know you cut off big pieces and and I would take that paper home and and I started bookbinding and also like by looking at what the machines at my work were doing I kind of got all these ideas about how I could make things so I learned I taught myself to bookbind and then I started bookbinding and then slowly like from that I was just then moving to also like ordering paper, like notebooks and stuff from printing houses. So it was like kind of becoming more and more professional through mm-hmm. like this whole 10 years. So it wasn't like for one month I sat and designed the collection and there you go. I had it like, I think <laughs> from like putting very random crochet phone cases <laughs> on my Etsy shop <laughs> to like having my own website with like my own collections and illustrations it, yeah it was 10 years and <laughs> and i had like everything in between and tried a lot of things 
Yeah. But that's but, so cool that you kind of went into it without really, like, necessarily having a plan, just that you make something and you want to try. You just want to see. Maybe someone yeah. makes it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I knew nothing about, like, running a creative business or, like, what it even entails, what you need to think about. I learned all of these things, like, on the go, gradually. Mm. Like kind of, oh, you can also think of that. Oh, there's also such thing as CEO. Oh, you also need to actually like advertise your things. Oh, you can sell your things to like retailers. Wow. Like I kind of would like very gradually. And I think also because Etsy at the time had a lot of uh, educational content. I don't know if they have it mm. in, anymore, but they had a lot of like, because I think they were having some seminars like in real life, but they were also posting all those videos like on their own platform. Yeah. So I was watching like all of those videos. I was just like constantly learning from all of those like big Etsy sellers. Wow. Uh, and like very gradually, I was just um, like kind of realizing all these things that like how a creative business is run or like how makers actually make money it was like very little by little <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. i never really had to like sit down and make a plan of how i'm gonna sell uh, until i had to start my own business and write a business plan but by then i already like kind of had this plan because i've learned all of these things like during several years yeah, for me, yeah. it was totally different because I <laughs> I did plan and plan and plan. And then <laughs> I only started selling online after I or like when I started my own business. Um, so, yeah, I remember like watching a lot of courses. I think I took like I, I subscribed to Skillshare because uh, they had a lot of and I'm sure they still do like have a lot of. Uh, like classes on selling online and specifically about like selling on Etsy so I would like I would take those courses or like watch those videos basically and yeah I made a plan to start a shop on Etsy and also to start my shop on Ticktail which no longer exists but it was like a similar thing to Etsy but it's like Europe based I think it was a Swedish Swedish kind of platform but a lot of like Europe-based artists uh, were selling their art there. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I started my online shop on those two platforms, but on Etsy, it was very short-lived. I think I sold maybe two things there ever, and I still have my shop there, but there's nothing, there's nothing on there. <laughs> I don't know. It never really worked out for me because I noticed quite quickly that... Uh, what I sell, pretty much everything that I sell, it happens to, through Instagram, through like getting people to go to my shop through Instagram. And I think Etsy, for a lot of people, they get it to work so that I guess people just browsing, like trying to find things, they they found, find your art and your products. But for, uh, for me, that didn't really work. And I haven't I mean, I still kind of hold <laughs> all this idea that someday I'll maybe try to make it work also on Etsy because I think it, you know, for a lot of people it works. But for now, I'm um, I have my own online shop on my website because Ticktail, yeah, like I said, doesn't exist anymore. Uh, so when it when they like ended the service, I moved my shop to my own website. So basically, all my sales I kind of have to 
get people to go there. <laughs> they can't just discover it uh, in some, I don't know, in any other way. <laughs> yeah. 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 I started my own website, I think, when I like started my own business. Mm. And then kind of gradually I moved off Etsy and like now all of my pretty much like all of my online sale sales are on my website and I don't really sell on Etsy anymore. And yeah, I think like Etsy was working for me much better before with like this whole like search engine and I was like mm. uh, trying to be strategic with it and it kind of worked. But I think like in the recent years Etsy has become like way more popular and for me at least um because of that it like I started getting less sales because there's mm. just like so much so many sellers and and also like Etsy as a platform became like way I mean it's always been commercial but it became even more kind of like I don't know. I don't want to say greedy because I don't actually know what those people <laughs> like. Why their decisions? Yeah. Like why exactly they make their decisions? But it feels that way for this, like for the sellers. That yeah, the Etsy fees have just, gone up like several times. In the yeah, it's it's really expensive now, like for me yeah. at least, to like sell on Etsy and like yeah, it's it's not worth it, like for my business anymore yeah. and also the whole search thing is not really like working that well so i would get some sales here and there but then spend all the money on it so and of course like there's a lot of work that has to go into yeah. like uploading everything there so like i think one day i put my shop on like a vacation mode because i was traveling and then i just never took that off <laughs> so <laughs> my shop has been on vacation mode for like a year already or something yeah should we because like yeah like you said you kind of just just started without like <laughs> i don't know yeah without a plan and not yeah but for me it was like i was very scared to start selling online and i kind of was waiting for the right time i don't know <laughs> and for me like a lot of um and I think it's like a big thing for a lot of uh, illustrators or people who draw who like want to start selling their art, but they kind of like there's a lot of uncertainty about like when is the right time to do that. <laughs> so maybe we could like touch on that. I guess like the first point is that like if you want to try it, you can try it. <laughs> I don't think there are like certain requirements you necessarily need to just try selling your art online? What do you think? Yeah, and I mean, there are a lot of like easy ways to sell your art online. I think nowadays, like if you're, if you just want to try things out, like if mm. you feel like making a whole online shop is like too intimidating. Well, first of mm. all, I think a lot of platforms nowadays make it very easy. Like a lot of those online shop platforms that, you basically can set up a very like minimal like good looking shop like very quickly and very easily if you want it to be more like fancy and professional with like a lot of stuff going on then it might take you some work but if you want it like super basic then like mm -hmm. i don't know all these like squarespace big cartel like 
what else? Shopify, like there are yeah. a bunch of those platforms that have all these templates. And nowadays I think they're so, like they're so easy to use that actually it's like, it's not that hard to make something very basic. Of course it takes time because you need to, you know, put everything there. So, but, but also if, if you find it too intimidating to actually like make a website, it's also, you can also try selling, I think, like in just on social media. Like yeah, also, I think a lot like of people just like put photos. Yeah. yeah, just like put photos and stories. Like, does anybody want this? Or like, I tried making this thing. Like, if, just even to see, like if you're already making something, but in like a very small quantities, you can try selling it one by one. Because, I mean, I see a lot yeah. of people doing that. And then people just, like, they just say, like, if you want this, message me. Like, send me a direct message or things like that. Yeah, that's a very good point. You don't have it to... have to even make it, <laughs> like, yeah, make it a project to make a shop or anything. Just you can try it directly where you are, like, sharing your art already. Yeah, especially if you have some audience already. Yeah, I guess for that you do need some people who are already like interested in your art. <laughs> yes, but I mean, also don't underestimate your your friends and family. They, like even That's if true. people who follow you are only people who know you, some of them might want to pay for your art. That's true. <laughs> yes. um, should yeah. we maybe like talk about the different, yeah, like these different ways that you can sell your art so we've discussed like you know creating your own website or a web shop or maybe selling through etsy and then now just like selling on social media but there's uh some more ways you can do it or at mm -hmm. least uh yeah because there are sites like society six for example where you don't really have to make any products you just you, you make an illustration and you upload it on the site and then you can kind of choose which products you want to offer with that design, with that illustration. And then if someone, then you'll basically have a store there. And if someone orders the product, then Society6, you know, manufactures the products and they ship it out. And so basically all you had to do was upload your art. And like, I guess you have to optimize it for those different products or something, but basically you just upload your art there and they <laughs> handle the rest, which it, like, I haven't tried that ever, but I, I kind of feel like that might be a nice way to try things out. And also they offer like a huge variety of different kinds of products. So I guess, I don't know, cause I guess like postcards and prints and stickers are something you can try to make yourself or like but maybe like, I don't know, mugs or like rugs or something is not something you, you can really create in your, at your home. So like through a service like that, it, yeah, it might make sense. Yeah. I would say like, yeah, these kind of services I think are like good to maybe like test out like designing products, but I would say like, mm. I wouldn't consider them something that you could like count on bringing you income because they don't really <laughs> like I'm sure they bring some but like I think you would need to be like super super famous to actually earn like a 
income from there. But I think, yeah, like for just like a trying out designing products, those could be nice. But I also, I, I have like, honestly, I have an issue with this kind of platforms because yeah, first of all, mm -hmm. like the artists get like a very small uh, percentage, but also like when I buy from an artist, yeah. I want to support an artist. But I feel like when you when you buy from Society Six, you support like mass market. They still like I don't really know where yeah. they make their stuff, who makes it, what are those materials. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> yeah that was a point I also wanted to make. Like you don't know where the actual products kind of come from, how they were like if they were ethically made, like in terms of labor or like the climate. Yeah, so it's kind of like. If you yeah. want to make so your it, own t-shirt design, you can kind of research and try to find, I guess, like a, a t-shirt that, I don't know, is more ethical. But if you use one of these services, they have the set products. And I'm not sure how easy it is to find this information about them. Yeah. So at least like I would, I would, I feel like, for example, if you're working on a portfolio for like illustrating things for like other companies who maybe make those products, it could be like fun to maybe design those on like Society6, for example, or like a similar, I don't really know any other <laughs> websites like this, but they're actually a ton. Yeah, I think so maybe like is another big one. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, for example, like if I needed to make, like to work on a portfolio for like a surface pattern designer or something like this i would maybe like make uh, design some of those products and order them for myself and then maybe make a photo shoot so like you can see that i designed this mug and you can see that i designed this shower curtain or whatever so it could be like very mm. nice way for like yourself to show that you know how to design products but me personally mm. like i would i wouldn't want to use those those kind of websites for like selling regularly yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, for me, like, I've been kind of interested in one way. Like, I think I even made a Society6, like, profile at some point. I haven't, like, done anything with it. But I wanted to see, like, how it works, kind of. Because, I mean, I kind of would love to, I don't know, offer, like, these products that otherwise I would be unable to, like, make. Like, I don't know, they have like shower curtains or like these tapestries, which are like amazing. Mm. But yeah, then I have my reservations about how, yeah, yeah, like I already said, like how those things are made and stuff. So, um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't used those yet and I'm not sure yeah. if I ever will, but yeah, they might be like a good starting point for if you just yeah. try and see. Because it, it doesn't require, like, any investment on your part, which the other options kind of do. Like, yeah. Because then the other options are that you can make the products yourself or that you order them from, from like, a printing lab or something. And you mentioned that you have done that, that you've, like, had products made for you. Yes, I've done both. I've yeah. sold products that I make myself yes. at home but also yeah i ordered like a larger quantities of the same product to sell yes so what what would you say are like the 
I don't know. What do you like about making your own products, for example? What are the <laughs> well, for me, it depends. Or... It depends on the product, mm-hmm. uh, and like, and of course, like financially, uh, like the investment financially. Yeah, because I I can't just make anything. Of course, like I can't just order a run of shoes. You know, <laughs> like that would be a, a giant investment. But ordering some postcards like that is not a very or like stickers that is not a very big investment that i could like save up for yeah so for me like those kind of products um yeah they're easy to order they're easy to sell also uh like postcards at least for me like in physical also like well now we're talking about selling online but you can also Mm -hmm. think about what sells like well online for for your products but since for me also like mm-hmm. on, selling online is actually not <laughs> primary uh, yeah like, uh, income for me uh, so for example for me like postcards sell in physical places like in stores and markets very well so i'm not scared to order like a batch of postcards because i know they will go mm. even though like i i made a mistake of ordering too big of a batch and being stuck with the same postcards for a couple of years but <laughs> but also you learn <laughs> like you first you order an amount then you learn if it's too small or too big and then next time you order a different amount yeah so yeah, also exactly. it's like fine to i i have actually like th- like thrown out like in, in recycling but i have thrown out some products that i made that oh. i just made too much and and like I knew, I knew they weren't gonna sell. So I, I hate that I had to do that, but I'm, I'm not gonna have to do that again because now I know how many of each product mm. I need to order. So you're yeah. gonna make mistakes. That's like another thing. Like yeah, it's, yes. it's fine. You sometimes you learn from your mistakes, and sometimes it's sad. But <laughs> yeah. but yeah. No, that's such a good point. That pretty much you have to try things out and you will see what works and what doesn't because it's different for everyone so i think it's exactly a good to make <laughs> yes because we all have different products and different customers and also like we are in different countries and we sell differently so it depends on all of those things like the amounts of things people will buy from you and like and how much you can charge for things yeah. and stuff like that but yeah, I think like with things that I make uh, myself, it's also, yeah, it, it's the things that first of all would be more expensive to make in bigger quantities. And also, I don't know how much I'm going to sell them. So I don't want to have too much. For example, for me, planners are like, it's one of my most uh, popular online product. I'm not making them anymore, but I, I used to make them for years. And mm-hmm. yeah, they were hand bound and that was their thing. They were very special because of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can't get hand binding, like <laughs> mass made. You can make, you can get something similar, but it would, it would be very expensive. It wouldn't be as pretty. But also like I made planners that are for a specific year. So yeah. if I make a batch of planners and they don't all sell, I can't sell them next year. Like they pretty much expire like in March or whatever. Yeah. And, and then I would have to like throw out all of those. Because even like Christmas cards you can sell next Christmas, but <laughs> but yeah. 2020 planner you can't sell in 2021. So yeah, so those products I made by myself and it was a lot of work, but then I charged more for them. They were like a bit more of a special product. So like most of that price just went 
to me as like a compensation for my time because materials yeah. of course weren't expensive but then I spent a lot of time on those but I did order covers for those so I did get mm. part of it done because I started with like hand printing also my own covers but then that was just like too much work for each book so then I found a compromise I ordered covers from a printing house I printed the pages on my own printer and then I hand bound those things by hand so I think yeah for me yeah. it depends on the kind of product and like how many pieces of each I can sell and how much I can sell it for yeah yeah that's a really good point for me like I yeah. started out wanting to make everything myself which is for me it was partly because I was so like scared everything was new so I wanted to kind of have as much control over the things I make as I can so I but what that meant was that I had to buy a printer like a really good printer it was a lot of money I also because I wanted to make stickers I had to buy uh, a cutter and I also had to buy like a bunch of things like this kind of a guillotine cutter for paper just generally <laughs> and and all these things um and so yeah it's like it was like a pr pretty big investment when I started out but um because I did have that money it did mean that I could like try out a lot of different things and see what works like products wise like which illustrations look good I could try like printing it for example for a postcard like having the illustration in different sizes like what looks the best I could tweak the colors a million times and I was like very careful with that in the beginning nowadays it's I don't know I'm maybe more relaxed about it and it like is more streamlined because I know like I know what works better but I I started out like totally doing everything myself uh, as much as I could but I have outsourced some things since then like uh my t-shirts they are printed in the uk and my tote bags have also been printed in the uk i've used this awesome merch who uh, who offer like a lot of products that you can design and then they print and they ship it to you so i mean to me <laughs> so i have like boxes of tote bags and boxes of t-shirts so that <laughs> that is like one thing about ordering things uh like outsourcing production of things you have to like have space for a lot of um, a lot of boxes of products which is a huge downside for me because I don't really have a space in my apartment but I, I make do but that has allowed me to try out products that I wouldn't otherwise um, and yeah I've even thought of like moving even more products like to start maybe outsourcing my stickers because oh my god the number of hours I fight with my sticker cutter machine <laughs> like I would rather spend that time doing something creative so that's something I've been thinking of and I've also had some postcards printed the postcards that I um that I I don't give them that I sell to my retailers so like wholesale uh, those I get printed uh, like elsewhere, but for at least for now, the postcards that people buy in my online shop, I still print those in my studio. So yeah, like it depends for me also like on the product. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely like the space is like, uh, for me, like, yeah, that's one of the most, the biggest uh, negative sides of selling your own products. Like every time I struggle yeah. with <laughs> having enough space for my products, I'm always like, oh my God, I wish I actually worked with like clients and only did digital illustration, even though I, I think like, designing my own things and selling them to like face to face to people is like one yeah. of my favorite things and I I'd rather do that than actually work for like corporate clients but <laughs> like those are the times I actually think like oh I wish I worked with for, for corporate clients because I wouldn't have to have all these boxes of like <laughs> old postcards that were so ugly nobody wants to buy and like I don't know what to do with them and like all these like piles of like test runs of oh, something or no. something that didn't work or like you know a, like a box of empty paper that came damaged and now I don't know what to do and like because they're like products but then there are all these other things there are like all these materials and all these things that like that are like seconds or like the paper that got damaged and is now scrap paper I have like so much scrap paper <laughs> You know, if you're in Helsinki and oh you don't have gosh. paper to draw on, like, tell me, I'll give <laughs> you some paper. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, from my book binding days, I have, like, piles. So it's, that that is, like, wow. for me, at least, that's, like, one of the most difficult things is, like, having space for everything. So, yeah, yeah, if you're ordering runs of things, like, make sure to, like, you have a plan how to accommodate those. Yeah. And because also your products are not the only thing you have to have storage space for because you also need like a bunch of shipping supplies that also yes. take a lot of space uh, if you're like selling you know your own products that you ship out to the clients or to your customers <laughs> yes so yeah a lot of space <laughs> which exactly. makes like it would be wonderful to have a separate studio space but both of us uh, at this point work from our apartment so it's always a struggle yeah to try to yeah, fit everything exactly okay uh i think we should move soon to our question of the week but should yes, we like we should. just quickly list all of the things you need to think or like you could like you don't need to think mm -hmm. of all of those things please don't be a perfectionist and start with anything <laughs> but just so you know yeah and like now you can take notes because we can like quickly maybe list the things are, yes. that are good to think about before you start an online shop. Yes. Start. Okay. <laughs> start. I can start with something. So as we mentioned already, yeah, you can think about like products and how you're going to make them and like what are going to be your, like what is it is the thing that you're actually going to sell? Yes. Then yes. you need to photograph them because people need to see what they are and you need to photograph them like nicely so people know exactly what they're getting and then you need to well put them up somewhere either just on social media or like in an actual shop or whatever but they need to like each product needs to have their own place their own post or their own listing and that needs to also have all the information about it like the size and the weight or like whatever depending on the product like just imagine you're a person buying something you need to know everything about it, how it will fit into your life. Exactly. You look like you want to add something. Yes. No. Yeah. I just want to jump, <laughs> jump into this. So yes. then, but it doesn't like, th that's not enough yet. Like if you have products in your shop, it doesn't 
yet mean that anyone will see them. So you also have to do a lot of marketing. You have to show those products to people on your social media. You have to like get people interested. I don't know. Yeah. So like the photos are like great also for the marketing. But then you have to like maybe talk about it, try and get people excited about them. Sometimes it helps to maybe include people, even even the designing process for the marketing part. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, well, the last part actually was to get shipping supplies because <laughs> you will need those. Yes. <laughs> and also research, like also research all the shipping things, like how does your postal service work or are there any yeah. other companies that do the shipping? What is like the cheapest, the safest like also because if your products are something that breaks easily then maybe there's like a certain company you can use or mm. like also if your products are like something very precious then maybe your clients will be happy to actually pay extra for the shipping then you can provide them with like uh, insurance or like there are so mm. many things so depending on your products or or then if if your products are something like very inexpensive then probably your your client your customers will also want to pay the smallest possible amount for shipping then maybe you need to find like the cheapest option that is maybe not super fancy and takes longer but at least it's cheap so like it all depends also on your customers but you can like research all the possibilities and i think in that in that case it's good to like find your local people who also sell online and probably (laughs) have a lot of advice (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you can like find so much information on this also like online. There's a lot of uh, like illustrators, for example, who share like their online shop process and everything like in YouTube videos or like on their Instagram and stuff. So you can like, yeah, (laughs) try to get as much information, I guess, as you can. But also don't sweat it too much. You could just try. <laughs> but yeah, yes, it's it kind uh, of like when we when we put all of this together, it seems kind of overwhelming because you have to be like a photographer, you have to be like a, a text, uh, I don't know, like an editor and and a marketer and all these things and an artist and an illustrator. So it's a lot of kind of roles you have to take, but you can decide like how involved you are in the different steps. So like depending on which route you want to go, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's good to consider of those thi- all those things, but also it, it's actually more important to start than to have all of these things figure out figured out. Yes, because you before you start, out, figure it out as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, please, if you're <laughs> thinking of selling online, like start with something. Start small, but start, and then you'll. Yeah, you'll get, but. Yeah, like I just want to add to like your marketing note that Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like as important to promote or like to talk about your products as it is to actually make your products and, you know, photograph them and all of those things. Like actual, because if your stuff is on the internet, it doesn't mean automatically that people will buy it. People will, people need to know that they're like your stuff is out there. Uh, So you need to... Like, never shut up about your beautiful products. Keep talking about them and keep, like, talking how good they are because you need to be, like, proud of your work, even even if you need to fake it at first because, I like, I know it's really difficult to praise your own work. Yeah. Like, I think we both yeah, struggle scary. with it. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, you can try to fake it at first, but you need to, like, show your audience both visually and, like in the way you talk about your stuff about like 
how your stuff is really nice and you put a lot of uh, you you poured your heart into this and you love it and then they will love it too oh yeah i love that <laughs> it's so true <laughs> okay should Why? i should i tell tell us the question of the week yes please yes just a second let me find it okay so weird is the best sent us a question how do you get perfect colors when printing? Hmm. Okay, I think we have kind of different processes we can discuss because uh yeah. <laughs> so do you wanna do you wanna share your process? How do you Well maybe I was thinking maybe you can talk about the process, but I could talk about like the a bit about the theory behind it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Sure. Yes. Let's because do that. I actually like. Yeah. I don't. Because print, I. I don't like print. I said. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, there was some lag in our video call. But yes. So I was just about to say that, because like I said, I print most of my products myself. So. I have like a process for that, but basically to like to boil it down, I just take test prints until I'm happy with the colors. And I, yeah, uh, one important thing, I guess, like for me is to, because I use the kind of art papers that I use, they're like photography papers and they have their own like paper profiles for Photoshop. This sounds very technical and it is, but it kind of just means that when you use these profiles, Photoshop knows how to kind of put the color so they display as correctly on the paper as possible, like when you print it. And they're like uh, also like printer specific. So, so that is like a good way to try and ensure that the colors match as close to what you want. Uh, but then, yeah, then I still always have to do at least a couple test prints. In the beginning, I used to do way more because I was still kind of, I guess, there was a lot more for me to learn. But now I kind of can already eyeball it because I use the same paper. So I can kind of see like, okay, this has kind of similar colors to this other print that I already have perfected. So then I look at that and I kind of see like, okay, so I need about that kind of lightness or that kind of levels and that kind of saturation. And I will probably get something that I want. So nowadays the process is a lot faster. But yeah, I think the, the paper printer profiles, is that even the actual work? But that like is very helpful if you're printing your own artwork, like on these fancy photo papers, which I do recommend those kind of fancy papers, uh, like at least for prints. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's it. Did that yeah. make any sense? Yes, that made sense. But like basically like testing a lot. But yeah, definitely like okay, I like I on practice, I actually like I'm not that uh I I don't have as much experience as Mia with it because I don't print as much of my work at home. But <laughs> I'm actually like by uh, education. I'm like a media engineer with a specialization in digital printing. So I studied all the like all of the theory behind like how digital image is printed. And you know there is this like this picture you can Google or maybe maybe we can put a link in the description for that. But there is like this kind of diagram that shows you all the colors that your display can show. 
and then and then like there is like you know inside that there is like this blob that shows the amount of colors that can be printed and it's so 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 much smaller like your printer how like no matter how good it is it can make way less colors than your display can so just like it's just this one basic thing that you need to know about printing so that you don't get disappointed that like yeah all the colors that you can see on your display your printer can make only some of those so it's anyway gonna look different it's never gonna like be a perfect copy of what you see mm. on your screen but yeah and then there is this whole thing about profiles like I mean, it's very like it's very technical. Like I, I kind of understand the process, but I'm not going to explain it to you because that could be like a whole separate podcast at first and second. Like I'm, I studied that stuff, but I'm not like a super. Pro- I'm not working with that stuff a lot. But yes, there are like profiles for everything. You can have a profile for your display. Then your printer should have a profile. Your Paper should, I mean, I, I don't say your paper and printer and display should have, but like, you know, if you do it ideally, uh, like there are so many things that influence how colors are shown. So also like if your display is not calibrated, you might actually look at a totally different picture with the colors that, than what it is, like what your display is trying to show you because it hasn't been calibrated. So all of the light and your, you know, the colors of your walls and the color of the light that is around you influences how you even see it on the display. And <laughs> and then, yeah, and then different printers also have like a different process. But yeah, basically the best way you can try to control it is like to do as many of those things as, as you can. Like if you can calibrate your display somehow try to do that and also if you can afford like a good display like if if you are very particular about colors then try to like save up for a good display if you can Uh, of course like that's again like that stuff that i'm talking about that's like advanced but if if you're like very particular about that stuff then that could be like a thing to think about of course like anyone with any display can print nice colors but like but for those listeners who want to like who are thinking about things that could uh influence so i'm not telling that any everyone needs to get a super expensive display otherwise you can't be an artist who prints your own work like no way you you can make do with anything you can, like you have but yeah but also yes the printer profiles like every paper has a profile and it's this thing in photoshop you can maybe also like google about printing printer profiles and paper profiles but it's there is a place in photoshop it's like i think it's edit color settings and uh yeah so your file by default has a profile and it's the one that your Photoshop has by default. But yeah, one thing is that if you change the profile of your file to the one on your paper, like your paper can say, like the packaging of the paper can say, please print with this profile. Don't ever change the profile, convert the profile. That's like very important when you change the profile in your, yeah, don't, I think it's like there's assign profile and convert to profile. So you need to convert to profile because that way Photoshop will take the colors you have 
and then kind of like find the same colors, but in that profile that is for the paper. I hope I like, is it, is it clear or am I like confusing everybody even more? I think so. No, I think it is. Okay, good. Like if maybe if you're like, if you want to learn more about this, like the science behind printing, maybe like send me a message and I can like link you some somewhere that explains more about it. I don't know because I like there's a lot of science behind it and there are like a lot of things you could learn about co colors and like how co how colors behave in digital printing but you don't like I don't think you need to know all of that to print mm. nice images like well no. like me I like you you don't really you have never studied that but you like you learn what you can from like the package of your paper and then you yeah. try. I just try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But like I'm for example, like I'm very like if I buy this expensive paper, I'm like super precious about this paper and I don't want to try too much. Yeah. So I sometimes I would rather like take all the steps correctly as much as I can within like before printing and then yeah, hope yeah. for the best. But I still I still need to make like several uh, yeah several tests like the yeah the most the easiest way is to just test and then play with the with the settings play with but yeah like this pro this profile is like one thing you can also play with you can try different profiles because like for example coated and uncoated papers have different profile like and and also some of those are not even in Photoshop, but actually, for example, some of you might not be printing from Photoshop. You might not even have Photoshop. Mm. Maybe you, like, you print from, like, your Procreate file. But then, like, even your printer, like, when you print on the computer, you get this window with all the settings, print settings. Oh my god, <laughs> such professional. <laughs> yes. Uh, even there, there are all these different paper settings. So, like, even that is already gonna change a lot. Just try all of those settings and see which colors. But, like, for me also, like, one of the most important things, it's, like, it's never gonna be perfectly... A perfect copy of what you see on the screen. Like, that is, like, a thing you have to accept. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh, and also if you order things from like a printing house, ask them, like, wait, what profile should I export? And sometimes I even ask, for example, I, I got some like black and white uh, postcards printed and the black in there was not like black enough for me. It was like a bit too light. Then, then next time I ask them, like, I want the black to be way darker. So what are the best settings in my file? For, for the black on your printer to come out as the most black. Mm. And then they they actually gave me like CMYK colors. Mm. Like to put, so I just like in Photoshop, I changed all of my black colors to these exact numbers that they gave me. So also ask from your, like if you're working with a printing house, ask questions, even if you're not a professional, it's fine. Just ask like what settings are the best for this paper, for this printer, for like these kind of colors. Like if, if you got a run with like very muted colors, then you can ask them like, what can I do next time for the colors to be more bright? Or if they were too bright, you can ask like, like ask your printing, your printing house questions. And if they're like snobby or impolite <laughs> about it, 
that's actually like not how they should be so <laughs> change the printing house like, and also oh, i think sometimes yeah. you can get like a like a sample print like yeah. you can at least ask for that i did that when i was trying to find the local place to print my postcards then i ended up not doing that because i didn't like any of the samples but that is a good like a good thing to ask for to ask for sample yes. prints yeah, you can try that. Also, like it depends on the printing house. Some yeah, yeah. some of them will charge for samples. Some of them will just print them. So you can ask. But like I worked, for example, with like one printing house that was like so nice. They were so helpful. Whatever questions I had, they would always tell me like what settings to change and, and things. So like if they're not helpful with that, then you can try other because some of them are very helpful and like happy to explain things, even if yeah. you don't understand. Yeah, I hope that was helpful and yeah. not too technical. <laughs> I'm sorry if I went too, too like deep into that. And please don't feel like you need any like fancy equipment. But if you no. want, there is a fancy equipment that you can get to get like to get things to work easier for you. But you can also make do with not fancy. <laughs> yeah, I not have a very equipment. basic display. I mean, it's pretty new. I got it a year ago, but it wasn't like any like it wasn't like it was from the cheaper price point for sure. Mm -hmm. But I'm like super happy with it. And it is way better than the one I had previously that was almost 10 years old. So you know, you don't have to yeah. have the best of the best like to to get nice products. Yes, no, you don't. <laughs> All right. Well, how is your drawing? Uh, I'm almost done. I'm working on the background now. Uh, my girl is there and there's Ooh. a lot of hair <laughs> and now it's just adding some leaves in the background, which shock. <laughs> it's such a surprise. What about you? Well, mine was super simple, so I'm finished. <gasps> oh, but the colors. Oh, I love and I love the shapes of the flowers. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. they're like very, very like, um, I you know, it. quickly drawn uh, abstract blobs. Yes, I love the blobs. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> that would like I would wear clothes with that print. Like I yeah, want clothes with that print. <laughs> <laughs> so you should make it. A, make it a well, I was just talking how that's not something I can invest <laughs> in, but. <laughs> But if I suddenly win a lot of money, maybe I could. <laughs> or maybe if <laughs> a fabric company, maybe if a fabric company wants to license the print. Yes, yes, we will post part. this. They will post this on our social media. So if you are a fabric company and you like what you see, send me an email. I'll, I will be happy to hear from you. <laughs> yes, good job. Good job marketing, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how you do it. <laughs> Oh, and we have one final thing to say to all of you. Yes. Happy Pride! Yes, happy Pride! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, it's been Pride Month for several weeks already, but we kept forgetting to mention it. Yes, but thankfully this episode will come and it will still be June, so <laughs> yes. we managed. Yes, happy end of Pride Month, Pride Month and... There's, for those of you in Helsinki, Pride is still going to happen in September, I think. Uh, yeah, September, and, yeah. And the whole like yeah. Pride week. So I guess there will also yeah. be like a bunch of other events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're still going to have <laughs> Pride later this year. And maybe a lot of your cities also, because 
I guess not so many places have events yeah but this month until but then we anyway. can keep we can keep rioting and we can be we can keep yes you know doing the work yes. <laughs> in the spirit of well, pride <laughs> yes that we should always do exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well thanks for listening and maybe drawing or creating something with us please show us what you made yes tag us, us on social media and we will post our drawings on our Instagram. Yes. Okay. See you next week. Bye. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Drawing Club podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Drawing Club Podcast or email us at drawingclubpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me, Mia, on Instagram at mia.minerva and on YouTube as Mia Minerva. Sasha, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at Sasha underscore Kretova. This podcast was created by us, Mia Minerva and Sasha Kretova. Olli Arni created the theme song and assisted with the recording and Dmitri Zerbin took care of audio mastering. Welcome to the club, friends.